All healthcare professionals participating in this podcast are paid consultants of Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated. The content of this podcast represents the views and experiences of the speaker and is intended for informational purposes only. Product indications and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Welcome to this episode of Fine Tune. My name is Rana Jaraha, and today we have Dr. Cynthia Matosian of Pennington, New Jersey as our guest. Dr. Matosian is a true pioneer among cataract surgeons in diagnosing and treating ocular surface disorders. So we welcome her here today to discuss the impact of meibomian gland dysfunction on IOL calculations. Thank you, Rana. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. We know that meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, negatively impacts the health of the ocular surface and the tear film. Can you give us a recap of your studies showing how this impacts cataract surgery outcomes? That is a great place to start, Rana. We have known for quite some time that a healthy ocular surface is essential to achieve the best visual outcomes in cataract patients. In 2015, I published a paper with Dr. Alice Epitropoulos and colleagues showing that hyperosmolar patients demonstrated significantly greater variability in average K readings and anterior corneal astigmatism, with the result that there was a higher probability of the IOL power calculation being off by a diopter or more. Last year, I conducted a small pilot study of 25 eyes to evaluate changes in topography, keratometry, and biometry pre- and post-lipoflow treatment of patients with MGD who were scheduled for cataract surgery. This single pilot study was not sponsored. I did it on my own. In these 25 eyes that had a diagnosis of both a visually significant cataract and MGD, pre-surgical measurements were performed. I created a surgical plan. Then these patients underwent a lipoflow treatment. We asked the patients to return in about six weeks, at which time we had the same technician using the same instruments repeat topography, biometry, and keratometry. I recalculated each patient's IOL power and astigmatism management using their post-lipoflow data and compared the results to their pre-lipoflow treatment surgical plan. I found that 40% of the time I made a change in the surgical plan, either in the IOL power or in the amount of astigmatism I had planned to correct. I had assumed that the ocular surface issues would present a pseudo-astigmatism, and that by stabilizing the tear film, I would find less astigmatism. Instead, in that small pilot study of 25 eyes, I found that about 50% of eyes had higher amounts of astigmatism post-lipoflow, meaning that their dry eye ocular surface was actually masking the amount of astigmatism we had captured pre-lipoflow. That's really interesting, particularly since the FACO study with Dr. William Trattler and colleagues and a dry eye prevalence study with Dr. Priya Gupta and colleagues both found that the majority of patients scheduled to undergo cataract surgery had signs of MGD. I'm so glad you pointed out these important studies. 
I assume that every patient who comes into my office for a cataract consult may have some level of meibomian gland dysfunction until proven otherwise. As cataract surgeons, we are now considered by many to be lens-based refractive surgeons. We correct refractive errors, astigmatism, and provide patients with a broader range of vision from distance all the way to near. To achieve improved refractive outcomes, it's important to address the ocular surface before we perform surgery. We have to educate our patients that they have two diseases. One is a cataract, which once removed will not grow back, but the other disease, meibomian gland dysfunction, is chronic and progressive, and that even after surgery, this condition will need lifelong attention. It's fantastic that you're so proactive about it. It seems that many surgeons are overwhelmed by how to integrate diagnosis and treatment of meibomian gland dysfunction into their clinic flow. They don't want to create excessive delays for surgery or lose a lot of chair time. Can you tell us how you navigate this? It is true that many doctors feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start. Which diagnostic tool do I buy? Or which treatment do I offer first? I start with four simple steps, a short dry eye questionnaire, tear osmolarity, MMP9 testing, and imaging of the meibomian glands. All of these are tasked to a trained technician. I review the mybography images with my patients. The black and white piano key-like pictures easily explain the situation at hand. If the images show that glands are missing or contorted, I can expect that those glands are not doing well and that the patient will likely need treatment. Mybography is a powerful tool for patient education. Another simple way to evaluate gland health is to use our slit lamps. I use lysamine green to evaluate the conjunctiva and fluorescein to look at the cornea. Each dye tells me something different. I also examine the lid margins, the meibomian gland orifices, and press on them with my fingertip or a cotton swab to assess meibom quality and quantity. In my experience, these steps don't even add a minute to my normal exam. Our technicians are tasked to do the following for every cataract consultation. First, they ask three very simple questions. How often do you use artificial tears? We don't ask if they use them, rather how many times a day they use their artificial tears. This information tells me a lot about the level of discomfort the patient is experiencing. Does your vision change throughout the day is the second question. And the third question is, do your eyes feel tired? Then the technicians perform three evaluations. First is osmolarity, second is MMP9 testing, both of which are simple point-of-care tests. And third, they perform mybography. When I come into the room, I have all of that information in front of me. I use the two vital dyes, press on the lead margins, and with that, I have a good understanding of the level of MGD present. I then customize a treatment plan which at times includes a lipoflow treatment that day. 
I have the patients back in my office in two to three weeks for their pre-surgical measurements. Typically, it does not take longer than a few weeks to adequately stabilize the tear film to obtain reliable keratometric and topographic data. You make it sound so simple. All right, so let's switch to treatment. Do you have a typical treatment regimen for your patients? Dry eye disease and meibomian gland dysfunction are complex, multifactorial processes. They don't fall into one treatment and done situation. I approach ocular surface disease with different treatment modalities, some of which are pharmaceutical and some of which are procedural. In order to treat the underlying root cause, which in most cases is MGD, combination therapeutic approaches may be required. Lipoflow by heating the glands from the inside of the eyelid and then evacuating the impacted mybum with gentle pulsation helps the glands become healthier and function better. Lipoflow treats the mechanical blockage, whereas drops such as immunomodulators treat the inflammatory component of dry eye disease. These combination approaches are complementary to one another. Frequently, patients need daily dry eye regimens that may include oral omega supplements, lid scrubs, or a heated moisture mask. These steps I analogize to daily flossing and brushing of teeth, whereas Lipoflow is the deep clean similar to the procedure performed by a dental hygienist. If a patient has meibomian gland dysfunction, I recommend Lipoflow during their first visit and offer to have them undergo the procedure that day. The technician helps collect our signed consent forms, the payment is made, and then I come into the room, place the topical anesthetic drops in each eye, insert the activators, and then I typically leave the room. One of the added benefits of an automated treatment like Lipoflow is that once you place the activators, you can step back away from the patient. The technician stays with the patient for the remaining 12 minutes, and during that time, the patient is a captive audience. Our technicians go over disease state information, treatment options, review how to use drops, how to use heated masks, or anything else I may have recommended for that patient. We utilize the Lipoflow treatment time for one-on-one -on -one intensive training with a patient about their disease state. What a great use of time. Do you feel that taking this little bit of extra time on the front end of cataract surgery reduces chair time post-surgery? It has saved so much chair time post-surgery. First, by educating the patient about their ongoing chronic and progressive disease, if their ocular surface flares up after surgery and their vision fluctuates a little or their quality of vision changes, I can reference their pre-existing condition and they respond, oh yes, you told me about that. Then I remind them to continue using their prescribed regimen. Second, by tuning up the ocular surface pre-surgery, I'm getting better surgical outcomes. I'm closer to my refractive target. Consequently, few of my patients end up needing an IOL exchange 
or a tune-up with PRK or LASIK because we are minimizing refractive surprises. By removing the gland obstruction and addressing the MGD before surgery, I don't have many angry patients who require tons of chair time post-surgery. Dr. Matosian, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. You've shared some excellent information with us today. And thank you to our audience for tuning in. In our next episode of Fine Tune, we'll be discussing getting your staff and patients excited about femtosecond laser cataract surgery with Dr. Jared Younger. Be sure to listen in. Important product safety information. Indications and important safety information for Lipiflow Thermal Pulsation System, prescription only. Indications. The Lipiflow Thermal Pulsation System is intended for the application of localized heat and pressure therapy in adult patients with chronic cystic conditions of the eyelids, including meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, also known as evaporative dry eye or lipid deficiency dry eye. Contraindications. Do not use the Lipiflow system in patients with the following conditions. Use of the device in patients with these conditions may cause injury. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Ocular surgery within prior three months, including intraocular, oculoplastic, corneal, or refractive surgery procedure. Ocular injury within prior three months. Ocular herpes of eye or eyelid within prior three months. Active ocular infection active ocular inflammation or history of chronic recurrent ocular inflammation within prior three months, eyelid abnormalities that affect lid function, ocular surface abnormality that may comprise corneal integrity. Precautions. Use of the Lipiflow system in patients with the conditions described in the Lipiflow instructions for use may result in reduced treatment effectiveness because these conditions may cause ocular symptoms unrelated to cystic meibomian glands and require other medical management. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Warnings. Caution. Use carefully. May cause serious burns. Do not use over sensitive skin areas or in the presence of poor circulation. The unattended use of the device by children or incapacitated persons may be dangerous. Adverse effects. Potential adverse effects that may occur as a result of the procedure include, but are not limited to, the onset or increase in eyelid eye pain requiring discontinuation of the treatment procedure, eyelid irritation or inflammation, ocular surface irritation or inflammation, and ocular symptoms, for example, burning, stinging, tearing, itching, discharge, redness, foreign body sensation, visual disturbance, and sensitivity to light physical pressure-induced injury to the eyelid, and ocular surface corneal infection. Attention! Reference the Lipiflow Thermal Pulsation System instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions.